Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adeomi again. We are going through the book of Gospel of John. I'm now in chapter 10. And this Gospel of chapter 10 is full of the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is not just stories now. So we're going to go slowly, step by step, and analyze and explain some of these teachings for as the Lord give us in understanding. I pray that the Lord will give us understanding. Chapter 10 of the Gospel of John. And we go. This is all teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Now this teaching that the logical was is giving it in form of a parable. This is not really a parable. It's a code there. It's a, it's a explanation of himself in a form of coded description. He said, the shepherd of the sheep is the one that will come and call his own sheep by name. And they follow him when he wants to lead them. He's using the, the trading of the, that they were familiar with in Israel. Because most of them have cattle and they have sheep. And they know what's a shepherd and how the shepherd lead the sheep. And those shepherds, they are familiar with their sheep so much that when they come on in and they speak, the sheep, the flock of sheep can recognize the voice of that shepherd. If another one comes in and speaks, they know that's not their ma- ma- shepherd, they recognize the voice. And when he calls, they even call them some, they give some names and say, and call them, and they just follow him. That's what the Lord is using that terminology, that trading method that shepherding method to describe whom he is to his disciples to his sheep and we are his sheep and that's what he's saying in this way that he is the one that can call us in the spirit now because i remember the lord called me where i was in i just found myself in a vision sitting in a place like and he just called me come you let's call up follow me and in that vision and i just stood up and followed him that's the type of thing he was talking about he said the shepherd is one that has a voice that the sheep can recognize and they follow the shepherd. And he's using that terminology to describe himself. That's what he's saying in these verses. But see, when he was talking like this, people could understand what was he talking about. He's talking about shepherd. But he's going to compare it with what he is doing. He said, To him, the potter opened, that is, the shepherd have all the sheep in a place, and the potter is the one that keeps the door, the key to the door of that fold. 
So he said the shepherd is the, the potter opening the door, the shepherd comes in, the potter opening the door, and the shepherd goes in and calls his own sheep by name and they follow him. There will be other sheep that belong to other shepherds, but he said every shepherd have their own way of calling their own sheep. And the sheep always just pass the, the, the practice in that generation of people that are rearing sheep. So he was using that practice to describe himself that his own disciples, as he said, my sheep hear my voice, they will hear his voice from the Spirit and they follow him because they can recognize that when he speaks, when he calls individual people or calls them, they follow, they just know this is the truth. They just know, right? Because deep, call it unto deep is what the Bible calls it in, in our Bible verse. A deep, something deep, calls for deep like a resonance. That's what he is trying to use. When he speaks, the voice of the shepherd, the sheep hear it, they recognize the voice of the shepherd, they are following it. And that's what he, the Lord Jesus used to describe himself here. He said they will not follow a stranger. The stranger might also try to speak, try to call wrong sheep. He said they will run away from the stranger because they do not recognize the voice of the stranger. Verse 6. So this parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. You can understand what was he talking about. He's talking about shepherd of sheep. But now he's going to bring it to himself. Verse 7. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Now he's using another terminology here. Door, the door. People have said, will have said, I am the shepherd of the sheep. People will say, well, oh, you are shepherd for whose sheep? His sheep. But now he said, I am the door. That's the mighty miracle, mighty mystery that God uses. Say, so, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Now you say, well, what, what does that mean by all that ever came before him? I was talking about even Moses, because that came before him. I was talking about all the religions that have been formed in the world. They are all the same thing. They all came before, even Hinduism was way before Christianity came. Christ said, all that ever came before him are thieves and robbers. And what did he say are thieves and robbers? He said that the thieves are the ones that climb through the windows. But verse 1 said, he that entered not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbed up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. So now he said, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, means they didn't come through the door into the sheepfold. Now, what sheepfold are you talking about? Remember, the Lord Jesus Christ gave a parable in Matthew chapter 13. He said, This world is the field, and he is the son of man that planted a good seed upon this, upon this planet, and which is like the wheat. And the devil is one that plants tears. Well, also, human beings, but they are tears. And he said, Let them all go to the harvest. But then he said, Those that the one that are the true sheep are those that are the children of the kingdom, which means this good seed that he planted that this sheep is talking about here in a figurative way. That the we woman means that we are the seed of God that he planted here. We are the sheep of Christ that he's talking about. He said, I know my sheep and they hear my voice. So what he's talking about here then is when he says the door that the people that came through the window through another way, not through the door, not through him, he didn't send them, trying to form other religions. Those are the ones that they talk about these are robbers. Because if he is done, anyone that he sent will not be one of those thieves and robbers. But he's talking about those that will come by themselves, those are the thieves and robbers. Because that's why he could say he is the door. 
of the sheep. He didn't say I'm the shepherd, he said I'm the door of the sheep. So now he's comparing the door of the sheep. If the other shepherds have to come through the door, that means he sent them or he allowed them, brought them in. But if they are thieves and robbers, they didn't come through him, through him, through the door. They must have come through another way. That's what he was saying in verse 1. Compare verse 1 to verse 7. You say that he is the door, but those other ones that came before him were the, what he called thieves and robbers, they didn't come through the door. Verse 9. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Now, this Bible verse, I always use it to describe the fact that going in and out is going into the spiritual world and back. In and out. Into the spiritual world and back. Because we believe that when God created Adam, He created him with that possibility to be able to go in and out of the spiritual world and back to the physical world. Just like our Lord Jesus Christ can do right now because Jesus Christ is the new Adam. After He resurrected, He, he, be, he turned Himself into light and can come back into a physical body and can disappear back into the invisible world and come back into the physical body as often as He like. That is what I believe is in and out. It's like people that try to contact spirits in the in this in our world. If you are going through trying to contact some all those in India, they call it uh, what they call. They have a name for for those demons that they com communicate with, or those mediums in the witch doctors. If you are communicating with those spirits, you are going into their world. You are going to fall into the midst of thieves and robbers because those demonic spirits are no good. They are not going to do you any good. They are evil spirits that they are going to. And that's why he said you will not be safe if you go in and out of this invisible world to the physical world, to the spiritual world. You will fall into the midst of demons, spirits of infirmity that we try to make you get become medium, but they are going to lead you into hell, a lake of fire. But he said if you come through the door, he is the door. Then you can go in and out and find pasture. So he is the door into the spiritual world. Christ is the door that brings us, that can we can, that is the Holy Spirit and take us to the spiritual world. And we are not going to fall into the hands of thieves and robbers in the spiritual world. And we can bring us back out, in and out, because he is the door of the ship. I will leave it at that. So that was what the Lord was talking about here when he said, I am the door, by verse 9. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, he shall go in and out and find pastor. Whatever you want to go find in the spiritual world, called pasture but if you are going through the right door through the Lord Jesus Christ then you can go in and out but if you go through some of those spirits that are satanic spirits or mediums or Hindu spirits that are making that they do contact through what they call meditation which is actually contacting evil spirits that's not the meditation Bible call where we meditate on the word of God they are meditating saying some mantra and they are opening themselves to spirits and those spirits can bring can begin to reveal some evil things to them and lead them into the wrong direction to hell. So that is going through the wrong door. And Christ said, I am the door for the sheep. Verse 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. The thief is the devil, and all those satan spirits, they are coming to steal. To steal somebody's joy, to kill and destroy. That's what they are, their purpose is to do, not to help you at all. Don't, don't participate. Don't even 
pay attention to those satanic spirits that are they say they want to read your palm that's trying to contact some spirits or they may talk you to come and hear some divination what those are spirits god forbid the people of god to be participating in divination and so on and so forth so that's very important that we, that's why he said you don't go in and out and through those false doors you are going to run into the midst of thieves and robbers they have nothing good to give to mankind other than steal their joy steal their peace think of a divination a divination that tells somebody that you is going to become great like the story of macbeth but see you look like well that's great if you, they tell him about his future but what did they lead him to they lead him to go and kill somebody to fulfill this thing go kill the current king and in the end the man was killed that's why they actually they had to kill and see and destroy they are not there to help man based in that story the same way is how what it means when somebody participated in all those some of those false prophets also will give you some divination but what they are trying to do is say your father or your father's enemy wants to kill you they make now make you hate that father's enemy your father's enemy or hate your mother's enemy and when you begin to have hatred they already fall into the hand of these and robbers your hatred is of the devil the Bible says that hated somebody, you are already a murderer, and then you are already on your way to hell. Also. So that's why they have nothing good to give to anybody, whether they are spirits of divination or they are spirits of uh, occultic spirits. They are there to steal, to kill, or to destroy. So take note of that. Because Christ said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Christ has come that we, his sheep, may have life abundantly. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Now, the Lord was telling what he has come to do. He said he's going to give, he said he's, a good, he's the good shepherd. And he said he giveth his life for the sheep. To make us see that a shepherd that is ready to lay down his life for the sheep that he's protecting is the, is the good shepherd. Almost like the story of King David. Remember, David was giving his own story or his testimony. When he was to go and face Goliath, and King Saul was saying, oh, "You are a young man; you can't do this." And he gave his testimony that when a lion or a bear came against my flock that I was keeping for my dad, and and pick one of the lamb, he said, "I went after that lion." That's like you want to kill yourself, you want to commit suicide. You went after a lion. He was ready to lay down his life for that little lamb that the lion picked up. He said he went after a bear. People have said, "Why don't go?" Let the bear just take the lamb. No, he wanted to go and he went and get the lamb from the bear and attack the bear. Wanted to attack him, he killed the bear. He said, He killed the lamb, he killed the bear. He was, he was trying to lay down, that's like laying down your life for this little flock. And that is what Jesus Christ said. He said, That's a good shepherd. He said, Christ said, I am the good shepherd. Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. That he came to lay down his life for we, the sheep. By dying on the cross, he laid, he laid down his life for us to redeem us, mankind, from hell and lake of fire and to give us eternal life that's what he mean by i am the good shepherd the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep verse 12 but if that is an hireling like somebody that was just employed to do the job of a shepherding the sheep it's an hireling he was hired and not the shepherd whose own the sheep are not see the wolf coming and leave the sheep and flee and the wolf catched them and scattered the sheep. So the hireling fled because he is an hireling. 
and careth not for the sheep. He said, but I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and I am known of mine. So the Lord Jesus Christ is giving us to a comparison between his, the owner, which is the shepherd. He said, the, the shepherd that is the owner of the sheep we do more to protect the sheep, even relaying that is not than the one that you just hired to come and be taking your sheep to go get water. If a wolf comes, that hireling will run, trying to save his own self and leave the sheep to be to be scattered by the wolf. And that's what he was using to compare that what he has come to do for us is the good shepherd responsibility to do that. And anyone that that is uh, Ireland will not do kind of will not lay down their life for the sheep. So Christ laid down his life for us. And that was what was wanting to hear in, in that John chapter 10. And he said, I know my sheep and I am known of mine. Verse 15. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Now that's what he's talking about. He laid down his life for we believers. When we did not even know him, because he already died for the Bible said. Why we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. But he said, you know us even before we were born, we came into this world and we participated in the sin because we were, we were following the course of this world. But then when we heard the voice of the shepherd, we followed him. Why? Because the good shepherd is calling him by his own sheep. Come out of the, of the, of the, of the rat race. Come out from following those goods. Come out from following all those other sheep that does, that does not belong to him. And we hear his voice, we know our shepherd's voice and we follow him. That's what he's using to, come, to describe his mission, the Lord Jesus Christ's mission. It's what he was describing in the, in the parable here. Verse 16. See, and other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Who are these other sheep he's talking about? Christ was talking about the Gentiles. Because he came to the Jews, and in Judea, and he was talking about that, the sheep. He said, But now I have other sheep which are not part of the, the stock of uh, Judea or Judah and Judaism and the people that were following that was, that was called the Jews. He said, I have other sheep. I'm going to bring them also with those that are Jews that are believing in him, and they'll be one fold. And what will happen to the people that don't believe? They have their own place, lake of fire. So that's why if you don't, if you are being called by God, you are a tug, a tug in your heart, say that Jesus is the way, better follow him seriously. And stay course, stay the course to the end. Because that's one fold and one shepherd, that one fold is one that's going to inherit this world. The world with one fold of Christ is going to inherit this planet earth, the fold of Christ. Christ owns this planet. Verse 17. Therefore does my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. Now he said, I laid down my life that I might take it again. Logically, I knew that he would be crucified and he would resurrect on the third day. He was telling them, you go through the letter, the gospel of Luke and Matthew, that he told them over and over and over and again that the Son of Man will be delivered to the hands of the Gentiles. They will crucify him and on the third day he will rise again. So he said, I have the power to lay down my life and I have the power to take it again. No man take my life from me. So that was what he was saying here, that... I might take it again. Now you lay it down, shed that blood, and then you come back alive because the blood is needed to save mankind. So that I might take it again. Because I laid down my life that I might take it again. Verse 18. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. 
This commandment have I received of my father. So according to our position, this is all of this were, were said by the Lord Jesus Christ, it will look like a parable. To them, it will look like a parable. What's talking about? I laid down my life. Because the crucifixion has not occurred. And they were talk, he's talking about he laid down his life. So they couldn't understand what he was talking about, really. But we are looking back at what happened, then we can know that he was talking about his crucifixion and his resurrection. That was what he was talking about. But he was saying it way before he went to the cross. Verse 19. See, there was a division, therefore, uh, again, among the Jews for these sins. And many of them said, he has a devil. And he's mad. Why hear ye him? Because what he was saying looked like out of, out of this world. Looked like what he's talking about. He's going to lead down his life. So they were confused in a way or not. Those who don't believe, don't want to believe, don't want to follow. They will give any reason to say, this man is not of, he's not out of, he's talking, he's talking completely out of this world. And they thought he's mad. That's what they say. He's mad. He has a devil. Why are you hearing him? As the other said, these are not the words of him that has a devil. Can the devil open the eyes of the blind? So the people that are believing are just believing because of the miracle. They say, well, this is the Messiah. Whatever he says, he has a purpose for saying it. Even if we don't understand it, we still follow. Because something, there's a truth to what he's saying, even though it's impalable. That is a reason why we all believe. We believe some of the time, we don't understand it, but we believe. That's what faith is. Faith is believing something that you look like impossible. And that is what they were expressing there. Those who have said, can the, blind, can the devil open the eyes of the blind? Not that they understood what he was saying. They were just saying, this is not the words of someone that has a devil. This man is telling some truth that we don't understand yet, but we keep following. Verse 22. And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter when this thing was said. Verse 23, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Now, Apostle John is going to report another ep episode of what happened during this temple, during this feast. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Now, you can say, oh, these people really wanted to know. If he is the Christ, that you can decide for him and they can, they can follow him. And they come and around him and say, oh, We are doubting. They are sure. They are not sure. Maybe he's see. They had something. Maybe it's not him. They had again. Maybe he's him. They are doubting. They say, Well, let's hear from his own mouth. Let him tell us. If he is the Christ, he tell us plainly. So they came around him in the temple or what they call Solomon Porch outside the temple. And say, they surrounded him and say, We have been making us to doubt you. If you are the Christ, just tell us plainly. You want to hear it from his mouth. And what did he say? How did he answer them? Verse 25. Jesus answered him, I told you, and ye believed not. What does that mean? Maybe he just said, I'm the Christ. If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. He said, I told you, and ye believed not. So, oh, so you are the Christ. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. But grateful, I said, the works that I do, in my father's name, they bear witness of me. So you want to find the witness, what is the evidence that you am the Christ? Just see the works I'm doing, the works I'm doing, the miracles. Those are the, those are the witness that I'm the Christ. You see, I'm doing them in my father's name, in the name of God. So God is the one that's doing these signs and wonders. Verse 26. 
Say, but ye believe not because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now, that's a very serious, strong word, because he's telling you, these people that said they wanted to know where you are the Christ, and told them, I told you, you don't believe. I said, but you don't believe because you are not of my sheep. Wow. Now they have to now say, whose sheep do we belong to? Whoever they want to follow, that's their problem. They didn't believe because they are not of the sheep. Because he said, my sheep, they hear my voice. After he said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. And they know me. And I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Now this has very strong words because they, they are wondering, are you the Christ? I am the Christ, but you, you are not believing it. Because you are not of my sheep. If you are my sheep, you believe it. You are not of my sheep. And he said, my sheep, they have my voice. He said, I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. No man can pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them me, is greater than all. Now they know that he's talking about God also. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Now verse 30 says, I am my father are one. Now that first study was translated as I and my father are one. But look at the response or the reaction of these people. Their reaction was then they used two cup stones again to stone him. You would have said, which one are they stoning him for? The last sentence, I am my father are one. That's how it was said. You would have said, what is, why are they stoning him for that? But the, the, the interpretation of that perhaps could have been I and my father are the same person. And when I say my father is greater than all, I'm talking about myself. That's what it meant. I am my father, the same person. And that made them to say, You are saying you are God? That's what they went there because they said, Look at this. Verse 32. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? The many good works have I shown you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? Look at the arrest for Pastor 3. The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. See, they understood what he said when he said, I am my father, I want. It actually meant, I am my father, I'm the same person. I'm talking about myself, I'm the father. The father in him is the father, hidden inside him is the father. And he said, I am my father, I want. And they said, you are saying you are God? And they want to sue him for that. He said, and then he's going to respond to the uh, com 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 comment or complaint. Because he said, being a man, you make it yourself God. Jesus answered him, he said, is it not written in your law? I say, ye are gods. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, say ye of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world, Thou blaspheme because I said I am the Son of God. If I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works that ye be known and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. Now the Father is in me and I in him. Is how that was translated and they still have problem with that. The Father is in me and I in him. That God is in me and I am in God. So they are getting offended with that also. He said, you are still saying you are God also. 
Because if God is in you and you are in God, then that is God also. And he said, I am my father the same person. And he said, my father is greater than all. So he's saying he's God. So that's why they still want to steal him. Therefore, they sought again to take him that you are saying something that you don't want to hear. <laughs> but he escaped out of the hand and went away again beyond Jordan into the place where John at first baptized and there he abode. And many resorted unto him and said, John did no miracle, but all things that John spake of this man were true. Many believed on him there. But the Jews in Jerusalem, they have problem with what he was saying. He complained himself with God because he was God manifested in the flesh. If God came into this world and put on the human flesh, what will you expect? So when you better never say he is God because they will be thinking, you know, how can you be God? Look at you, you are like human being. So that's one of the reasons why they were upload, of course. But then he was doing all these things that only God can do. Also, making the man, a man that was born blind fix his work. And he make the man see again. Only God can do that. He called the dead out of the grave four days in the grave with his voice. The way he prayed. He just said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I'm even praying that you can know that I'm praying to God. Also. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came out. And he says, the voice of his voice is going to call all the dead out of the grace in the end of the world. And that's what everybody expected. At the end of the world, God is going to call everybody back alive. He says, the voice of him. He says, he said, we hear his voice, Jesus Christ's voice. He's the, he's the Almighty God. So that's one of the, He was saying this day, and they couldn't understand how could you say you are God? And so, so I, I was talking to somebody preaching in, in, the, in the vehicle, I think it was in the train in England many years ago. And this man was a Muslim about my age, the only time I was in my 20s. So I more or less started witnessing to him. And he, he got offended, so to speak. He didn't say anything, he didn't answer. So we came out of the train at the same spot because he saw that we are like, well, I was like a college student, he was like a college student. He just uh, responded and said, look, he told me, think, think. He was telling me to think. How can a man, you see Jesus is the one that created all this. How can a man create all these things? Think. He was telling me to think. So I asked him, I said, okay, you want me to think. That's how can Jesus be the God that created all these things? Now, let me ask you also. You also think. How do you think there's a God that created all these things? Who is this God? What can this God do if he created all these things? You believe that there's a God that created all these things? Some people will ask you, why are you thinking there's a God that created all these things? I'm saying this same God is who came as human flesh and walked as Jesus Christ among us and did all signs and wonders and said, I am my father, the same person. If God created all this, he can also do anything he likes to do also. He can come as a baby. He can also be mightier than anything else. So that is sometimes the man couldn't answer when I say, you also ask me, answer that question. You believe they say God, that created all these things. You are saying Jesus can't be that God, Jesus is just a man. I say, it's not just a man. God can put a human flesh if he wants to. Didn't God spoke to Abraham? You know your, your book. See, God spoke to Abraham. He, called, he came like a human being also. He ate with Abraham also. So why could you think you come like a man being born like a baby did and then grow up and did the same things and then went up to glory? So the same God that we say is created all things can do anything he likes to do also. So the man couldn't say anything, just walk away. So that is what I'm trying to say. 
it is difficult for the religious people to believe it when they have already set up their mind that this man is a man. God is so universal, is greater, greater than everyone, and God came down as a man, as he was prophesied, and they couldn't see it. But I just pray that the Lord will open your eyes to see, to believe it, and to keep it, because we as Christians, we are following the right path. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming unto the Father but by me. Following the Lord Jesus Christ is eternal life. We see that in John chapter 17. He said, This is life eternal. And they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. So knowing Christ and knowing God and Christ Jesus is eternal life. Because that's how we get to have that eternal life. He said, I in them, thou Father in me, in John chapter 17. That's how we have eternal life. Because Christ in us is going to give us the hope. That we are going to get that immortality back. And I get to that when we get to chapter 17. God bless you.